<laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Ah, all right, guys. Welcome back. What is up? We are here on episode seven with Natima, and we are very, very excited. This is a very, very special episode for you guys. Um, well, let us introduce ourselves. If you are just now tuning in, you've never heard us before. Um, we are a podcast for the creative looking to enrich their life with knowledge. Um, we won't be giving you three ways to get rich quick. Quite frankly, there's a lot of that in this world and it's kind of boring. No, <laughs> we want to live full, sustainable, happy lives. So that's what we're here for. Um, we are for the college avoider, the corporate dropout, the person burning the midnight oil on their next big project. We are here to talk with you, offer up the offer up the processes that work for us in our business, and to be real about the ones that, quite frankly, suck. So, <laughs> this might be your new fave podcast, but as always, we're a little biased. My name is Jessa, and I am Cameron, and we have a guest today. We have a guest today. <laughs> this is Wisdom by Design, and Wisdom by Design is very excited to introduce Natima. Yeah. Oh, All the claps. <laughs> Clapter. Can you um can you tell our our viewers, our listeners, people who have never even possibly heard of you before who you are and what you do? Yeah. It's a loaded question. Big I'm question. Big question. <laughs> Big question. Out the She's, gate. You're yeah. saving the world, you guys. It's fine. No, right. no. I'm the team of producer. Um I'm a mom to two little girls and I by trade am a personal trainer, but the program I run is very much a life coaching mindset program um, where I uh, collaborate with uh, an intuitive eating dietitian, a mindset specialist who does breath work, a mental health provider, a trauma um, coach, and we all kind of get together to look at all the aspects of what building habits really encompasses and um, looking on kind of healing from the inside out before we try to look at any um, health habits because mm -hmm. that's really where that's really what's affecting us um, and so yeah I'm I am very I'm an infant in my business I've been doing this for about a year now and I've helped this is like 13 women now um and it's been an honor like it's such a joy I feel like I learned so much um I come more in tune with like what life is really about every time I run around and I, I see these women um kind of fight their battles and find what really fulfills them and yeah so that's what I'm here doing <laughs> that's <laughs> dope like the the yeah. thing that really like um gets to me about that is the how we think a personal trainer should be compared to like Jess has told me how you like run your stuff and it's more based on like how you think instead of yeah. like your body because a lot of man there's a whole billion dollar trillion dollar industry that is just based on what you look like and it's trash in all honesty it doesn't get people very far uh, most yeah. people fail and it's really nice to see someone trying to do it a different way. Um, yeah. How how do you feel like people, um, how do people take in what you do? Do you, do you think they're like, oh, I don't really know what this is or do they get it right away? Yeah, 
Uh, it definitely requires a special like kind of person um, on the search for a very different kind of um, experience. I think it's really easy to sell like, hey, this is going to change your body. Hey, like, let's lose weight like that mm -hmm. will sell very easily. And so I have to be very clear in my messaging. This is not a weight loss program. This is a program to help you kind of learn how movement can be medicine and mm -hmm. habits can help heal you. Um, because yes, I believe deeply in like movement, being able to help with mental health, with mental health and help with uh, people who are really struggling, like really in it. But I also understand that a person who may be severely depressed or anxious, they're not going to be able to just jump into a workout program right away. And so yeah. again, in my messaging, I'm very clear, like this is for people who have not been able to keep habits long-term because of their mental health, because of the way that they believe it should look or if they can't even get out of bed, right? Like yep. that, this is for those kind of people. Yep, that's dope. Um, I've been reading this book called Limitless and it talks about uh, when it comes to like the mindset, a lot of people have these kind of lofty ideas, lofty goals for themselves and they, aren't able to accomplish them. So the more you don't accomplish them, the more you think you're a failure. And that mindset, your body doesn't, your mind doesn't know the difference between um, you trying to accomplish something and you failing. So it automatically thinks that you're failing over and over again. And that can just put you down in a hole. And it's just crazy. Cause I, I've always thought myself as a procrastinator um, instead of someone who accomplishes things. But mm. like, when you really think about it, it's all in the mindset. I mean, yeah. if you take working out and you, instead of doing, trying to do it an hour a day, you do five minutes a day and call it working out. What, yeah. like you still worked out, <laughs> like yeah. you accomplished that. Yeah. Um, you make a good point. Cause scientifically, um, you know, we have neural pathways that hold these beliefs about who we are based on our experiences growing up. And if you are telling yourself, I'm a procrastinator, I'm lazy, I'm not someone who works out, your body is going to make sure your behaviors match that belief. Mm -hmm. So like you said, if you can commit to, even for my clients, we start with three minutes mm -hmm. a day. And if you can commit to that, you're starting to shift that belief of, oh, I'm someone who works out doesn't matter how long you're doing it, you're able to change that identity because that identi identity really drives your behaviors and um, ultimately, you know, puts you in the scenarios that you're in. Um, and that's why I'm, we do what's called a mindset audit within our program where we get really deep and we get really um, clear on what it is we believe we are or like what we believe exercise should be or nutrition should be mm. or success looks like, whatever those beliefs are. Um, we need to know what those are first before we can start to like change those. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. do, do you feel like um, you younger, do you feel like you struggled with all of this stuff too? Like, Oh yeah. Like younger Natima. <laughs> oh yeah. That's why it's written the way that my program is written the way that it's written because it's exactly my experience. Um, I mean, for one, having had childhood trauma and a lot of, um, a lot of things growing up that uh, made chronic anxiety and depression a very real experience in my life. Um, 
and then having children and then also having the postpartum experience that came after that and body image issues, which are kind of a symptom of that mental illness, right? So experiencing that and and believing that like, okay, if I lose the weight, this is gonna solve my problems. This is gonna be it. And it was heartbreaking when I realized once the weight was lost that I was still sick. And like, it was still a really, it was a devastating experience to be in a smaller body and realize like, oh my gosh, like I still have all these beliefs. I still don't love myself. I still struggle. Um, And so that's when I started the process of healing, utilizing, yes, I still utilize the tools of fitness and nutrition, but I used it in a way that was serving me versus as a punishment. Mm -hmm. And um, I went through that experience and I I used so many different tools, all of the tools that I offer my clients um, and found my way back and have released a lot of that trauma and a lot of those beliefs and it's why in good conscience I could never have a fitness program that's like all we're gonna do is work out and lose weight and that's it because that's not it mm-hmm. it doesn't work Dang. and I don't want my clients to be unhappy so just to, <laughs> I feel like that should be at the end of um, every like weight loss commercial. Isn't the team <laughs> popping up saying it doesn't work? <laughs> and it's not to say that no one could be happy. However, if their intention is to heal themselves with that, um, it it's not. It's not going to do it. And. Unfortunately, I've seen that in a lot of people, a lot of people. And that's when disordered issues come up, right? So it's like, okay, we think if we diet, we exercise, we're going to be happy. And when it doesn't work, you start getting disordered eating, disordered relationship with exercise, because it's like, how much more, how much will it take? How much is enough to make this, to make me feel better? Uh, And it's never enough. (laughs) <laughs> Justin's just taking it all in I've, I've already like tried to prevent myself from crying like 14 times because do it I, cry I, I love I, when you cry in a good way <laughs> I know I know um I was I was literally telling Cam before we got on here oh come on Justin don't do it don't do it it's, it's okay um, it is okay how sick I was when I met you. Mm-hmm. And I just think about that person. And I'm like, man, she just needed to be loved, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I met Natima and it was like, I mean, I couldn't get out of bed. I, I hated photography. The one thing that always made me happy, I hated it. Yeah. I couldn't, I didn't feel like a good mom. I didn't feel like a good wife. I just, life sucked. Yeah. And I go through this program and, you know, I see all these other women and they're hurting just as badly as I am. (laughs) And I see this woman in front of me and she's like, Hey, do you know that there, there is a different story going on here? Like, Hey, you've actually been through quite a lot. Have you taken time to recognize that? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, just this very gentle, loving human that is, literally walking me through all these things because I didn't know that there were other options. 
I had no idea. I had been stuck so heavily in, no, I am depressed. No, I do have anxiety. No, I have these panic attacks. I can't do these things. And I was tied by that. I was so stuck in that narrative. I didn't think that there was anything else. And even, I mean, even in the program, I struggled with certain things, but it was because it was new. I, I had never flexed that muscle before. And I, you know, I had never done those things before. And like, I look at it now and I don't remember the last time I had a panic attack. I, I love walking in the morning. You know, I love taking time for myself and it's like, I wouldn't have known that was a possibility without you. So, uh, you're not doing like, huh? I said, Oh, my heart. (laughs) This, this work that you're doing. And I've, I know I've told you before, and I'll just say it a thousand times. It's, it's life changing. And I don't think that I would even be where I'm at right now if it weren't for me saying, I'm doing this program. I'm doing this program. I don't care what it takes. I don't care what I have to do. I'm going to do it. And even during the times that it was the hardest, I still am so thankful every single day that you created that program. So thank you. my first round. It was an honor. Like you taught me so much and you did the work. Like you showed up and you were willing to look at the pain. And you were willing to say, you know, a lot of times, unfortunately, at least in my experience, that anxiety and that depression, it becomes our comfort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is what I know. This is familiar. Yeah. And it's really scary to say, I don't have to identify with that anymore. I can be a person that experiences these things because that's the human experience. Like that's normal. We're allowed to be multifaceted. Um, but it doesn't have to be the only thing I am. And it's scary. Like (laughs) it's terrifying because like I said, sometimes being scared is our safety. You, you were the very first person to tell me because Cam, you know how you're saying like, Oh, I'm a procrastinator. I'm a, I'm this and I'm this. I used to get so upset because I would, you know, not be, I I wouldn't be doing these certain things in, in the, in the program or in like in life. And I, I, (laughs) it was the first time Natima looked at me and said, Jessa, you're not doing those things because you're lazy. You're not doing those things because you're a procrastinator. You're doing those things because it kept you safe for the longest time. And, and that just like, I mean, the switch went off in my brain and she's like, that's literally all I've known. Literally for two years, I was depressed, undiagnosed. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't getting out of bed. I wasn't going to work. I wasn't eating. Or when I was eating, I was eating everything in the house. Like it yeah. like my body, I had no normal. It was just right. survive, 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 survive. And for two years. So when I get to this program and, you know, they're like, okay, well, let's, let's leave the house. I'm like, what do you mean leave the house? I don't mm-hmm. want to leave the house. What, what, what do I need to do out there that I can't do? <laughs> yeah. You know? And she's like, it's yep. not because you're lazy. It's because your brain is literally built to keep you safe. safe. Yeah. It'll it's do everything yes. in its power to keep yes. you safe. And if that, that means that you're telling yourself you're a procrastinator, like yeah. you feel safe doing mm-hmm. things that uphold that belief. Yeah. Funny thing you say, the going outside thing. Um, me, Cause like I said, I've been trying to dive into the, all the mindset stuff too, but just kind of on my own. And me and my wife were talking the other day and she's like, well, I've been asking you to take me on dates for years and you just won't do it. 
and we were just having the conversation. I'm having a hard time with this. Um, we were having the the conversation, and um, she was like, "Well, what's up with like going out? Like, why don't you want to go out?" And I was like, "Of course, I want to make you happy, but I think I'm just scared." <laughs> and yeah. like, it made me realize that like I'm afraid to be outside because of the color of my skin. Like, and I've embedded that because there was a time, like I was like 10 years old. My mom was like, um, every, and I feel like black parents do this and maybe we should stop. But she sat me down and was like, the world out there, there's going to be people, people who do, don't like you and it's going to be hard and it's going to be difficult. And I think from that moment on, I decided I wasn't going outside anymore and I wasn't going to experience what was out there. So she said that and I just, or I, we were talking about it and I said that and I just instantly started crying. Yeah. And I was just like, it's just these things that we like build our life on for, like you said, safety. Like yeah. if I see that that's what's happening to black people out there, then of course that's why I did that. But we don't always tell ourselves why immediately. We right. just like, well, let's just protect and then we'll worry about it later. So it's yeah. something I've really been like working on. We've gone out to like, I took my son out to a splash pad like two weeks ago and I had the best time because I wasn't worried about that anymore. Like, yeah. I was like, I'm okay. Like I can be out here. We can have fun. Like, so we've been going out and I've been enjoying it. And it's just so weird that before that I was just terrified, like, right. and didn't know why it just was your mind, which yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and when you think about it, you know, we have those tribal instincts, those, those primitive brains and like keeping you alive is its only goal. Like that's yep. its number one thing, nothing else matters. And I think something that's really profound is the fact that you're able to identify where that belief came from, what is happening out in the world is confirming that belief for you. And it's valid and validating that I think is really important. Telling yourself like you, you're allowed to be scared. Like that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm still allowed to go to the splash pad with my kid, yep. right? They're both valid and, and being able to hold that ambivalence is really important. Being able to say both are true. Like I, I can be scared because this is reality and I can also be courageous in this moment in this small thing and retrain myself to feel safety in, in being out of my house and like retraining it to find that safety and like finding smaller moments where you can practice that even if it's just standing on your porch right yep. and so that's something we work on a lot in the program is really identifying okay where's that fear we need to name it we need to validate it we need to offer it compassion because i think a lot of times we want to shame ourselves right we want to be like what is wrong with me mm. like why can't i just go out and do what everyone else is doing it right mm -hmm. and then it just creates a cycle so if you can change that narrative and offer that compassion like of course you're scared that's okay yeah like take that little kid in you and say that's okay i see why you're scared but let me hold your hand because i got your back now and we're going to be safe and uh and we find little ways to challenge that i never throw my clients into something that's <laughs> going to give them a panic attack right like for me for example like i'm never going to just jump in my car and drive to a different state because that terrifies me. Ugh. Driving is very hard for me. So I'm gonna drive my kids to school or I'm gonna drive to Starbucks. And I slowly am giving myself these moments to retrain my nervous system to feel that safety. And I might be scared again the next time and that's okay. I think sometimes we just get so mad at ourselves for being scared. Yeah. 
See, see what I'm talking about, Cam? I, I did it. I definitely did it. Like, and it's the energy too, where she's just like, yeah, I understand. And I'm like, you, you get it. You got me. She's the healer. She, I mean, and I mean that in the most, like you, you have that, that empathy and you have that experience and you have that, I mean, you can tell that it's something that you're so passionate about and you care about. And it's mm-hmm. something that you're so freely willing to give to other people around you because you know what it's done for you. Like mm. that, that in itself is just. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for seeing that. It means a lot. How did so, you, yeah. Oh, you can go, Jess. No, go ahead. What were you going to okay. say? How did you even build this? Like, how did you put it like all the pieces together? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Well, I told, I've told Justice in the past, I, um, I had all intentions of just being like a normal fitness instructor person. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to make you count your macros. We're going to work <laughs> out. Like it was so boring, so yeah. surface level. And this was only like a year ago. And then I went to start building my program. And one of the first things that changed my mind is I started looking for a dietitian to work with. The one I found is very, very big on Mm -hmm. anti-diet, intuitive eating, all that intuition. I was like, you know what? That feels more right. That I don't want to tell people what to do. And then it just kind of like very organically came together when I was, um, so I kind of built like a outline of my program and what the modules would be on. And I knew that there needed to be a mindset piece because I knew habits couldn't be built if you were stuck in certain Mm -hmm. mindsets. And then it was like, as I'm building a business, which I'm sure you guys understand, you have to confront a lot of your own things. Like a lot of things come up. Like it's painful. Yeah. I don't think there's anything more uncomfortable than being an entrepreneur. <laughs> so I had a lot of my own fears come up, a lot of my own limiting beliefs, a lot of my own trauma causing it, making it really difficult for me to show up, to do the things I needed to do. And it made me realize like this can transfer into any part of life. And so kind of as things came up for me, as I was healing them, I'm like, okay, this is something I need to share with my clients. Like it might've been a book I was reading or a podcast I was reading some sort of concept that came up for me and I would add it to the program. And now Jess, I need to get you on the new curriculum because there's so much, there's so many modules, there's things on like I'm already presence and energy and- <laughs> I'm already no, 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 no. You don't have to save up. This is available to you because what? you've been a client. Yeah. We're just going to add you into the, the curriculum on, on the website. Girl, I yes, literally we was in the shower last night. I was like, oh, I need to do another like round of Natima's program. Like I literally, Girl, was, I mean, like, I, I would be happy to have you, but like you have, you'll get the curriculum regardless. So yeah, like it was just piece by piece the more I learned the more I implemented and integrated it was just like okay this I need to give this to the women I serve because like if I was living it it was changing me there I just had to share I don't know so there's there's my answer I guess (laughs) kind of happened yeah but I definitely I definitely agree with the piece where it's like everything just comes up like for me, I got like the reason that I went the entrepreneur route is because I got laid off. So you're mm. like, oh, I'm an engineer. I'm just doing my life. 
And then you go and like confront all these things that is just baggage along. I feel like everybody at the age of 18, you therapy. <laughs> go to yes. Therapy. yes. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> therapy. <laughs> because even God. if you had like a good childhood, but whatever, mm-hmm. everybody has something. So, mm-hmm. and that all needs to be challenged before you decide to go out in the world and kind of foot it on your own. Otherwise you're gonna, uh, you're not going to touch it until some people never touch it because they go and right. they do their comfortable lifestyle into their retired. And then there's the problem. Then they have the problems, but yeah. uh, to confront it in your thirties, you're just like, man, there was just a lot of baggage here. And I didn't take the time or know to take the time to even look at some of this. Yeah. Stuff. Like, Agreed. I think 30 is the new 18, honestly. Like, I don't think you should know what you want to do till you're 30. I feel like you shouldn't know yourself till you're 30, right? Yeah. And yeah, therapy earlier would have been (laughs) so helpful. (laughs) Because your whole life, like, so many people, like, walk around blindly, unknowing that, like, so much of what's stored in their body is affecting Mm -hmm. every move they're making, every decision, every reaction they have in their relationships. It's everything. And they're suffering when they don't necessarily need to. And I always see, like, therapy, I think therapy is scary because it means, like, you have to confront things, you have to look at things. But I always see it as this, like, temporary pain to avoid that long-term suffering. Mm -hmm. So... That needs to be on a shirt. You gotta pick your poison, right? <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I heard it somewhere. I can't take credit. I don't remember where I heard that, but probably a book. <laughs> probably a book. I like that. <laughs> so our our main audience is creatives, um, people who are either doing this as a side hustle or they're doing this as their full-time passion. Um And you had mentioned before that um, burnout has really been on your heart. Um, What, what can you, what can you tell our, our listeners, the people who are here trying to better themselves um, as business people, as people in general, what can you tell them about that burnout that they are living with and think that they have to live with? A lot Mm. of people think that burnout just comes with business and it's not true. Unfortunately, that's the first thing that needs to be confronted is what you believe it's supposed to look like. If you believe success is running yourself into the ground and never resting, then that's something you have to deal with right away. Um, and that's going to present as you constantly crisis seeking, constantly chasing the chaos, constantly overbooking yourself. If you are feeling that burnout, then that means there's a belief inside somewhere that means you think it should be that way Mm. or that you think you deserve that. Or, um, maybe it's not a belief around business. Maybe it's a belief that you were given as a child that, that you had to fix things all the time that you were responsible for other people's emotions. So you're trying to find other ways to kind of like be the hero Mm -hmm. by overbooking, right? So something I always tell my clients, regardless if they're an ER nurse or a a teacher or a creative is um, scheduling in buffer days, like, or even hours in your day, right? Like you, should never have a day where you don't have a moment where you are sitting and doing absolutely nothing. You shouldn't have a week where you have it, don't have at least one day where you're sitting and doing 
absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. You have to reset that nervous system before you get to the point of burnout. You don't wait till you're there to decide, oh, now I need some care. Oh, now I need to take <laughs> mm-hmm. care of my needs. No, 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 no. We got to do that preventative maintenance, right? That harm reduction. And that looks like doing things when it may not feel like you need it yet. You know, you might not feel like, oh, I'm not that stressed. So why should I go on a walk or why should I take myself out for lunch? Do it anyway. Make it a habit. Make it a regular thing. Um, and also, I've I've always told Jesse, you know, you need those rest days. Your brain needs those rest days. Um, and another way to do that is theming out your days. So uh, we worked a lot on, you know, photography will be your Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing. But Tuesday and Thursday, you can work on something different. Maybe your home needs a little care. Maybe your mm-hmm. your body needs a little care. Maybe you just want to be a mom that day or a dad that day. Um, choose those days ahead of time. So you're not like trying to do them at the same time. I feel like that's where we get a little, a little stuck too. It's like when we're trying to do it all at once, mm-hmm. all of the different categories. Yeah. And ask for support help is important i think sometimes we think nope we gotta do it all i can't delegate i can't say no (laughs) you're a people pleaser right raise your hand because i sure was (laughs) still working on it (laughs) and that's something and that again goes back to that safety Mm -hmm. think was there a time in my life where when i disappointed someone it meant i got in trouble or it meant i got hurt Mm -hmm. right So is it going to feel unsafe to disappoint people now? Is it going to feel unsafe to say no to people now? So it's, right, recognizing that fear, validating that fear, and then finding ways to retrain and find safety in saying no or in resting, right? Or in asking for help. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are very, very big about community here. And my love for community whether I even realized it or not was when I met you and and I had Emma and I had these two women that were just like Jessa it can be different right <laughs> it can, yeah, it can look really however you want it to look yeah yeah there are and, no rules right and then I meet I meet Cam and like he's you know reaching out to all these people and he's learning from all these people and I'm like wow you you can actually ask people for help and it's okay right <laughs> You know, yeah. for some of us, that's a very, very foreign concept. We have to, True. we think we have to do everything on our own. We have to fix everything on our own. Yeah. 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 That's, I think it's beautiful when someone can. For sure. Um, yeah. It's, it's something that I've always struggled with because um, I guess I would call myself the overachiever. Um, in high school, I was the valedictorian, the athlete, the wow. everything. So yeah. I thought that you go, you do life, you got to do it yourself else no one's going to do it. Like it's not going to be done right. So I've really had to kind of address that. And, and like you said, retrain it. Um, it's so difficult though. Like <laughs> build a community. Cause I feel like for men, community is really hard. Like I've, I've tell my life all the time. I'm like, I'm re cause I've reached out to a lot of different people. Cause when I lost my job, I was like, I'm just going to reach out to designers and I'm going to really like sit down and have conversations, try to forge some friendships um, just so that I'm not alone doing this, which I think that was just 
for safety. That was just so I felt okay in doing it. Um, I reached out to a lot of about 50-50 men and women. All the women said, yes, I'll sit down, I'll talk to you. All the men said, oh, I'm too busy. And me and my wife have talked about like how for men, we don't value community. We don't value friendships in the same way. Um, and I'm really struggling with that right now. Like how to even go about that. And then some of the people that I've had to like, try to be like that are dads and try to be friends with, I'm just like, there's nothing here. <laughs> so oh, it's like, yeah. it's really hard. Like, yeah. and I think I watched my dad grow, like when I was growing up and my mom had friends and he never did. And it seemed like he like, yeah. he just didn't know how to do it. So it's, right. it's really weird in that way. Yeah. I've definitely witnessed that in my own family too. Um, and yeah, that's hard. That's hard when you are recognizing a need and um, struggling to like find someone to fulfill that need. Yeah. Uh, and society, you know, society has its all, all its own made up rules that in, impact everyone. And that's yep. unfortunately. It's really weird, but it's something that I'm trying to embrace because if, if maybe all the people who are in my friend circle are women, fine. Who cares? Yeah. That's not on True. me. Like Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's, it's a very strange thing, but I hope that like, there's more people like me who are trying to challenge it, who like, right. we, it can be different. I think that will really help with a lot of the problems that we're having with men in society is just mm -hmm. that cornered um like visceral like they're just they just don't know what to do that anger like all of that is right. just from being scared and in a corner yeah. and alone so if we can huh. as a society try to work on that and work on that in our sons and like mm. for that next generation that's that's oh. yeah <laughs> all our society knows is be a man yeah. mm -hmm. be a man yeah. 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 Definitely needs that challenging. It definitely needs healing. There's a lot mm -hmm. of men who need to confront their, their pain, um, mm -hmm. feel it. it. Cause you know, anger really is that suppressed pain. It's just, yeah. a, it's hurt. Just a symptom. Mm -hmm. Anger is hurt. Yes. Yeah. And so I think a lot, I don't know. I just, I commend you for what you're doing. Cause I feel like challenging that is really what's going to change everything and, and parenting boys and all of that. Yeah. Teaching yep. women, teaching, I guess our daughters, what, what is acceptable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, I would say I'm very, a lot of people are like, well, this is the worst time to be alive. And I think that is the biggest lie. In, <laughs> like, cause I feel like yeah, we're in their lives. Like, <laughs> like people <laughs> our age, they're like, this is the, I'd rather be born in the twenties. And I'm like, are you kidding? Uh, <laughs> what? Um, but there's just so much we can, we have, we're in the, the position to make a lot of change and to, yeah. to really have control over a lot of things that our parents and our their, our grandparents didn't have control over like right. us all being entrepreneurs i'm sure the generation before us what wasn't that mm -mm. My parents weren't mm -mm. Entrepreneurs. um so we just have a lot of control which is great i love it <laughs> yeah. yeah i agree
So I was thinking because, you know, what we, the reason we built wisdom by design is because we want to provide that community that we never had. We never mm -hmm. had that community to say like, Hey, yeah, these things can be different. These systems are different. You know, you can ask for help. You can do these things. Um, <clears throat> you have, whether you meant to or not built a community around yourself and around your women. And mm -hmm. how do you think, I mean, do you think it would have been different if it would have just been you? Do you think it would have been as impactful if you had not have created this entire group of women to support other women? No, not a chance. Um, and this was actually something that was really difficult for me because collaborating was really scary. Getting on the phone was scary for me in the beginning. Like yeah. there is a lot of things I had to deal with. Um, and so reaching out and finding women was really scary working with other people. It kind of like adds a layer of like pressure. Like you need to show up, like people are relying on you now, you have people to pay, like you have, there's, there's more responsibility. And that was a hard decision for me, but there is no way in heck that it would have ever worked out the way that it has without these women. Like they are so wise and like powerful and like confident and just these beacons of light that just come up like they're also different too so they just come with like their own like power that just made this program what it is and like I truly like I I hope and pray that like they can be a part of it till the end of time because you know they I don't know like I'm just so thankful for their Part in the program and um, the community is really important. The layers of support that they offer is really important. The diversity, the, the experience. Um, and it's like some calls, like let's say nutrition is more like educational and supportive. And then mindset is more like we do energy work and we do breath work and we get to really tackle like that mind stuff. And then on mental health, it's more like, hey, I'm having a bad week. Can you, can we talk about some coping mechanisms? And then with trauma, it's like, okay, this is what your nervous system is doing. And so it's kind of like every piece. And like, I can't do that on my own. I can't. I mean, maybe I could, but it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be qualified either for some of it. It'd be illegal <laughs> to teach some of it. So I don't do that. Yeah. That's so dope. What is your background in like before all of this? What is so? I have a culinary arts degree. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't know that. <laughs> I do. Yeah. So we do a cooking call within our class, which or within the program, which is fun. Um, I, I have my personal training certification. I have um, my mindset certification um, from Brian Grasso, and then that's it. Like it's really. I was raised. Both of my parents are mental health providers, which I think okay. is a big reason why I'm very mental health focused. Um, I'm very conscious around that. I probably should just go get my psychology degree or something that's probably in the books down the future. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I guess also a big um, part of my audience is with me because of my writing. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I have written for a long time. I had a book that came out in 2017. Um, and I wrote a lot about motherhood and mental health. That was a big part of like what got me an audience and a community was um, just kind of being really open about my mental health with parenting. Mm. 
so I guess that is a big core piece of that. That's dope. That, that book was the first introduction to Natima before I even knew who Natima was. Emma, Emma that. bought me that book when Sophie was born and I had no idea what was going on with me. Postpartum depression is real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. real. I felt yeah. like some crazed out mm -hmm. of my mind monster. And then I start reading all of these beautiful stories that literally just have me sobbing in bed while I'm eating granola bars and, you know, <laughs> I'm covered in baby spit up and yeah. I'm like, there's other people who did this too. Okay. Like <laughs> so hard. It's so hard. And yeah, that was, there was never anything like that. When I first had my first baby, there was never anything talking about like how freaking hard it is. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, one of the first essays I wrote, um, so I did write, I wrote an essay about body image um, when my daughter was about one and that kind of went crazy. And that's how um, the company that I wrote the book with found me. And then I wrote an essay about that's in the book about mental health. And um, my baby cried a lot as a baby. She was a very colicky baby. And I talked about that and that kind of went wild too. And, um, and it was because no one, no one talked, about, no one said like, hey if your motherhood is ugly that's yeah. okay yeah. normal we're all a mess we're all drowning it doesn't mean that you need to suffer though just because yeah. it's normal doesn't mean like you shouldn't ask for help um but yeah just letting people be seen was really important because I felt really unseen and really lonely dang <laughs> that's dope like <laughs> Cause I don't know, I guess seeing your, cause I'm again, I'm the, the dad, not the mom. I didn't carry a baby, but like, there's just a lot. I know in watching my wife, like be pregnant and then give birth. There's just a lot. Again, we talk about like trauma, that whole, yeah. oh, and the way yeah. that people treated her while she was pregnant. And like mm -hmm. the whole thing is just like, yeah it is the whole thing's just trauma and then having yeah. to give birth like some people have birth very traumatic births and it's just like mm -hmm. um yeah. to just and then they you and my wife's a doula so she's really oh, working wow. on trying to create a um kind of a safe space for pregnant women um That's where they amazing. can kind of all of all different types of pregnancies come and kind of hang out and know that you're not alone um but she didn't have that when she was really yeah. like pregnant so um just a lot of people telling her it was you're fat lose weight and we're like wait mm -hmm. you're pregnant why are you why yeah. are you treating people like this and you knew this before she was here to be taken care of that we were mm -hmm. bigger people so why do you care like why does it matter yeah. so um yeah. just kind of in a lot of the way uh things are just set up. We were talking about society yeah. earlier. It's the same thing. Right. Um, Medical stigmas. It's real. Especially for, um, I don't know. Sorry. I'm assuming is no. your wife, uh, black or is she, she's, uh, white. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I was going to say, especially no, for no. black women, but then I was like, that was totally an assumption on my part. I'm so sorry. No, it's all good. Um, but especially even with, with bigger, larger body people, there's yeah. a stigma there and it's awful. Like there are so many things that are um, ignored because mm -hmm. of the stigma that w is within the medical field and it's dangerous and it's scary mm -hmm. that that's the case. And so I, I mean, what your wife is doing is amazing. Um, yeah. Creating a space for, for uh, pregnant women, like that's, that's incredible and important. Yeah.
So I think it's all like, I feel like the women in my life are doing amazing things. Like even meeting you today, I feel like everybody is on this path to do like some really great things and really affect people in a positive way. Like we don't give credit to people for doing things like that because it's quote unquote not cool enough but this is the most important stuff like you yeah. you help people in a way that like Justin said gets them out of bed every day like what's more important than that <laughs> but, I try I try you guys are doing important things too though like you guys are amazing yeah. <laughs> we're, well, we're uh-huh what'd you say I said we're great that's <laughs> great um well, um, is there is there anything else that you think is important to talk about that we have not touched on? Um, I'm not hmm. sure. We've covered so much, and it's so much valuable information. Um, so yeah, any anything else that's just anything else that can come up. If not, it's okay. Um, mm -hmm. We would love for you to tell everybody about you know if you have any programs opening up soon, um, where they can find you, things like that. So feel free to go into that too if you can't think of anything cool. else. Hmm. I think it's just important to know that it's never like too late to heal. Like you're never too broken. Like anything that you want is available to you and you're worthy of it and um it doesn't mean that it'll be super easy but there are resources available and there are people like ready to help and so um, find like that next step the next small thing you can do for yourself even if it's just going and getting a glass of water right now like even if that's it even if it's taking a deep breath, right? You are worthy of those smaller things and those smaller things will lead to, to real life change. Um, and lower your expectations, right? Like being successful does not look, have to look a certain way. There are no rules. Um, do whatever you want, like have fun. Like I, I feel like people just take life way too seriously. Yeah. We just gotta <laughs> chill, you know? So. Those are my thoughts. Um, I do have a workshop on self-acceptance that's opening up um, on June 27th. And then I will be opening the doors to my, my BBB program that same day. And we start in July. So um, you can find me on Instagram with just my name. I'm sure you will have it linked or written well, somewhere because if I say it, you won't know how to spell it anyway. Um, <laughs> It'll be under you. It'll we'll link be it. Under me. Okay. In the frame. Um, Perfect. And yeah, you can find me on Instagram. I'm also newly on TikTok, having a lot of fun over there, talking a lot about parenting, actually. <laughs> oh, this, oh, her TikToks are awesome, you guys. Are they? You okay. have to, okay. yes, they are so, like, they're so funny. And some of them are like, I'm going to go cry now. Like, <laughs> it's always so the goal. I, I, laughing and crying is my whole life. Um, I I don't think we actually told them what your program is called. You said BBB, and that's probably the first time we've said it in this entire mm -hmm. thing. So, so it's called the Balanced Being Blueprint. Yes. Yes. And it's yeah. 12 weeks. And like I said, it's um, we're actually moving into group programming. So it'll be small, intimate groups. Every week you get to talk with me and we get to set goals. And then we meet with the collaborators. We have a couple calls a week. So it's very high touch 
it's very um, like thorough. Um, it requires some commitment, yes. uh, but your life will change. Your life will start to unravel and you'll start connecting dots and, and really seeing yourself for maybe the first time ever. So I'm really excited mm -hmm. for the next round. You guys, I would not be here. I would not be the Jessa that is sitting in front of you without Nadima. So, um, and I wouldn't be me without you. No, <laughs> it's, it is really a life-changing experience. If, if you owe yourself anything, I mean, you owe yourself a lot. You, you really do. You should be able to give yourself whatever you need, but if you don't even know where to start, seriously, just sit down and read about this program. It, it takes you from step zero, <laughs> literally step zero and says, Hey, there's a beautiful life ahead of you. Let me love you. Yes. Let me love you. <laughs> yes. yes. Ah, so oh my gosh. Well, was there anything else? I, so TikTok, Instagram, uh, that's that's where you're at. It. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, um, we really appreciate you spending time with us today. It was an you guys honor. are the best. You guys are so fun. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, oh gosh, guys. Well, um, thanks for tuning in to episode seven. This was freaking fantastic. Uh, Natima here, changing women's lives. Um, and yeah, so if you are listening to us or if you're watching us on YouTube, we are on YouTube at Wisdom by Design Podcast. Um, you can find us on every podcast, anything, if you do want to listen to us and you're on the, on the way, you know, to work or whatever, um, Wisdom by Design Podcast on every, everything, Spotify, Google, Apple, mm -hmm. all of it. Um, and then we're also on Instagram at Wisdom by Design Podcast. So, um, we'd love to hear from you guys. Please follow Natima. Even if you're a guy, uh, is that okay? Like, I, I think cool. that this That's is, this cool. is information that is valuable to everyone. Seriously. Um, even just your posts, the posts that you put on Instagram, like I've, I've told so many girlfriends and they're like, oh, well, you know, I don't know if I can afford that. I don't know if I can afford that. I said, that's fine. I said, but what you need to do is you do need to go follow her because the posts that you put on there are, are so well thought out and so full of information and so beautiful. And even when they hurt, they're beautiful. You know, <laughs> you, you just have so much to give even for free. So if Thank you guys you. do anything, just follow and, and just see, just see what she's talking about. Cause this is a whole other level, yeah. <laughs> a whole other level. And the level. workshop, the workshop we're holding in June will only be $11. So nice. we're trying to make some more accessible options for people. So yeah. And you said that's June 27th. Seventh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And that's about yeah. self-acceptance, right? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. I don't know, Cam. We might have to do that one, man. <laughs> might, no might have to do it as a business. You have, well, I mean, if you're a past client, you're free access. So I, I would love to have you anyway. All right, Cam, I'll spot you. I think I can spot you $11. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down. That's awesome. Cool. Um, <laughs> cool. Well, All thanks right. for tuning in, guys. Um, episode seven, Wisdom by Design. We love that you're here. Thanks for showing up. Um, I'm Jessa. And I'm Cameron. And I'm Natima. <laughs> I, I think we should tell people they're allowed to like say hi and bye and like <laughs> we should. Yeah. Yeah. It's like hi. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Okay. Cool. Bye. All right. Bye now. <laughs> Have a fantastic day. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank for you for hanging out with us. I was